This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Welcome back to the Getsy Health Podcast. Hi, everyone. We have a very special guest for you. I am, I say this about every episode, but <laughs> I am so excited to have Dr. Anna Kabeca on the podcast today. She is known as, as the girlfriend doctor. Is that correct? The girlfriend doctor. Yeah, she, she is the girlfriend doctor. And we're going to be talking about sex hormones and hormones in general, um, because heaven knows you guys like us women are walking around like zombies. We don't feel good. What is happening? And and it's not just us in our 30s and our 40s and our 50s. I'm starting to see this in our in our place, like kids that are 12, 14, 16, they're having hormonal imbalances. We've touched on this on past episodes, but I really, I want Dr. Anna, because she's the expert, I really want her to, to lay into us how important it is to protect these babies. Because if we are not having proper hormonal regulation, we are not feeling good. We're not feeling alive. We're not feeling um, inspired. We have no energy. We don't want to connect with people. And that is really the fire of life. And so uh, Dr. Anna, welcome. Please introduce yourself. Tell everyone why you are just so amazing and why we're so lucky to have you here. Yeah, welcome, Dr. Anna. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. And I think you are amazing. So like just sharing this like virtual hug with you guys. <laughs> I, I'm just happy to be here with you. And honestly, like hormones are these amazing molecules, energetic molecules, like our bodies are energetic bodies, right? Mm -hmm. We're not just physical bodies, we're energetic bodies. So these are communicators for us. These help us feel and thrive and, and affect how we think and relate yep. to people. Absolutely right. And so that's why it's, it's really my passion to dig into this topic and to empower every listener with the ability to empower their own hormones naturally. And there's exactly. so much like 90, to be honest, 99% of it is within our own control. Yeah. I like to at least claim one to 10% as the doctor, you know, yeah. I, wanna, I want to have some power somewhere at least. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> So, but it's in our control. It's in mm -hmm. our control. And so understanding how our hormones work is, you know, and just, just what we can do to really restore hormonal balance is powerful. And I know this because I'm a, you know, board certified gynecologist. I'm triple boarded in integrative medicine and anti-aging and regenerative medicine as well. But I understand it because it's my mess, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have like hit, a, a you know, a, in the past, I was in a deep, dark hole. I was diagnosed with infertility at 39. Wow. Permanent irreversible inf infertility and early menopause. I would told I would never be able to have another child. And here I was, wow. had helped hundreds of women get pregnant and had had babies. And uh, this diagnosis was just d devastation upon devastation at this time in our lives. I have a quick question. You know, it, it shocked me. When you, so you were a gynecologist at the time when you were given this diagnosis, were you into alternative holistic health as well? Or was that the spark that said, you know what, there's more to this? So I was already interested in functional medicine. I'd already been, uh, you know, to IFM since 
early on, one of the early uh, adopters into bioidentical hormones since 1999. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, for, for a few reasons, because my patients needed answers that I didn't have in my doctor's bag. And yeah. my family, one of my daughters, when she was six, she would have been classified as ADHD. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, a couple pills of Adderall and it changed her personality. I'm like, uh-uh. That's not, I don't feel good about that. There's yeah. something else. And, you know, I serendipitously met another doctor who led me into the field of functional medicine. So Amazing. that was early on for her. And then starting to integrate these concepts into practice. Because before medical school, I actually worked for the U.S. Navy as a uh, clinical researcher and in the diving medicine department, hyperbaric medicine and exercise physiology. Very cool. So I have this background in this physiologic, you know, this performance and physiology and how, you know, number one, how stress can affect your body and how to recover, like what we do yes. to recover. Um, so that, I think really that research brain really helped me dig in and functional medicine resonates truth, the true way we want to practice medicine. Exactly. Here's what I love about Dr. Anna. She not only has the alternative side of it, which obviously we agree with and we think that's fantastic, but she also being board certified. I don't know if people fully appreciate the work that goes into becoming a board certified doctor. You have to become a true deep expert on a topic in order to be board certified and you are triple board certified. Is that right? So yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> so, so Dr. Anna, when she talks about this topic, she knows what she's talking about. She hasn't just read some blogs on the internet. She's gone in deep on both the conventional side in order to get board certified and now on the functional side. And that is absolutely astounding. That's, that's a rarity. So what she has to say today is going to be so, so valuable. Exactly. Thank Uh, you. So should we, can we just dive into it? Well, let's, I I wonder if we can talk a little bit about uh, Dr. Anna's background in terms of her personal experience with this, because that's the kind of the third dimension of having all the expertise, knowing the functional side of it, but then also having lived it Mm -hmm. because from what we've been talking about before we started recording, you know a little bit about what it's like to be super stressed out and mm-hmm. how that can affect your hormones. Is that fair to say? Oh, oh, I do. I do. I, we were talking about being a single mom in quarantine mm-hmm. <laughs> and a, a single mom working at home in quarantine. Yeah. So that's, that's, that in and of itself is stressful and can really relate to, to anyone who's experiencing that and trying to create this balance and really, you know, what I've learned in my long road and so many more stories, you know, that, that I can absolutely share. I mean, I consider myself, you know, the um, test subject in so many ways. Right. But I always wondering, I think that's really important for our listeners too. like, why am I feeling this way? What's causing me to react this way? You know, you know, what, what's different? What can I do? What's my one next right step that's really going to make a difference? And that's where the overwhelm can be released. And then we gain that power, that power over our body, our physiology, our mind Mm -hmm. back in, in that way. So for me, you know, really just understanding from being, being through my story and, and Tristan, Jenna, I don't know if you know this, but you know, when in 2006, we lost our son in a tragic accident, he was only 18 months and only 18 months old, 18 months and three days. And, and that's when, you know, 
I went from you know just devastation right when I talked about devastation upon devastation um that how how trauma and grief and and PTSD can affect us affect our physiology I went from nursing you know breastfeeding this beautiful 18 month old to never having another drop of milk wow. and you know anyone who's breastfeed knows breastfed knows that if you miss a feeding your breasts are engorged that never that never happened and as i wow. tried to understand how i went from there to completely infertile and menopause and i mean i'd never studied that it's not written in our textbooks i didn't understand i know stress can create some mm. havoc but infertility and early menopause like this is new information that was new yeah. information to me and I, I said I was trained at one of the best institutions in the in the world and I didn't miss much I didn't miss many classes so mm-hmm. to speak so mm-hmm. you know I tried to figure this out and I had to understand why what happened what caused this to happen yeah. and thankfully I'd already found functional medicine and then I was able to after kind of a wandering, a healing journey around the world, taking a year sabbatical, mm-hmm. um, wow. figure out really what was what was happening to my body and really reversed those sentences, essentially, when you get a diagnosis, we are not our diagnosis. That's really important to understand. Yeah. We are not our diagnosis to not identify with that. But Absolutely. from this, I was able to reverse that infertility, have a beautiful baby girl, at age 41, her name's Ava Marie. So she's oh, the miracle amazing. baby awesome. that that I um, had and reversed menopause for uh, well over an, another decade. I'm actually 54 now and not in menopause yet because, you know, wow. a couple couple close ones, but then lo and behold, <laughs> another period. What the heck's that about? You know, again, not well defined in the medical literature. Right, right. What do we call this? <laughs> well, you must be doing so, something right. Exactly. Then. That's fun. And and I think it's really getting to those root causes like yes. we do in functional medicine and and it goes beyond, right? You know, beyond what we eat, but mm-hmm. how we think, how we live, what we incorporate into our lives and, exactly. and the self-care that we take, the self-care that um, we invest in in ourselves can make a huge difference. Exactly. So, you know, our listeners often hear us say that, you know, uh, you got to fix the gut, you got to fix the liver, and then you can like work on hormones. Um, so I want to, I want to jump in and ask you, and I want to hear from you, what has gone wrong? Because so many people are walking around today with hormonal imbalances. Is it everything combined? Would you say it's that? And then stress is just the kicker because you know, our hormones, when our body is in distress, when our body is malnourished, when there's inflammation, the hormones are the first thing to be sacrificed. You know, I always tell my, my clients or my listeners, I say, you know, when your body thinks it's running from a bear, it does not care about fertility. It cares about cortisol and running from that bear. And, you know, we're all just walking around stressed out of our minds and our bodies think we're running from bears. So there goes the sex hormones, right? It's like, good, by you don't have to have these to survive right so what like absolutely where have we gone wrong do you want to start from the beginning from like food to toxins or do you want to like zone straight in on like stress and sex hormones and dhea Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to talk about it all. So <laughs> let's, let's start with one. Number one, it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yes. I wrote a whole book called the hormone fix mm-hmm. and it is, it just takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And when mm-hmm. it comes to liver, I mean, 
this is how I would dress a client. And so I think I share like the answer in the story. So if, for example, I have a client, Lynn, she came into my office age 42 and she was complaining of worsening PMS, mm-hmm. irritability. Um, her periods were more painful and uncomfortable and she was having discomfort with sex mm-hmm. as well as feeling anxious and irritable. And, uh, so on, on, you know, I do initial, you know, questionnaire. And one of these questionnaires is in my book, the hormone fix and take this assessment, draw lab work and say, okay, I'm going to put you on this detox program, similar to my keto green and my keto green plan, this detox program for in 21 days. And then I want to see you back in my office and we'll go over your lab results. And so when patients come back in, they would feel already 90% better. They would say, Dr. Ann, I didn't realize how bad I was feeling until I started feeling good again. Mm -hmm. Or gosh, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping through the night and I feel so much better. One of my clients said, you know, her daughter said to her, mommy, you're smiling again. And that's even before I get her on the hormones, right? Oh, Oh, wow. Powerful, powerful. And there's so much we can do because what we do, you know, it's the, it's a detox nutritionally and also lifestyle. And I'll add on detoxification support. So that's with, I have a combination, my Mighty Maca Plus, it's a 30 superfoods combined to support detoxification, to support the gut. So that, and and maybe even additional detoxification support, but just cleaning up the diet, you know, taking out the sugar, um, taking out the the endocrine disruptors, the preservatives, the processed foods, eating organic. These shifts make a huge difference, make a huge difference in our life. And as we get older, we've got to fine tune this more and more and more. Now, I just want to contrast that with what we see all the time in our practice, which is that people come in, they've had a doctor who didn't change anything about their lifestyle, but they put them on all sorts of exogenous hormones. Yes, hormone creams. They're they're on progesterone. They've got testosterone pellets in their butt Mm -hmm. and their labs are just an absolute wreck. They feel absolutely terrible and they're confused about why it isn't working because the doctor said if we can fix the hormones with Mm -hmm. hormones, then everything should be fine. Right. Yeah. Here we're hearing from you that this requires basically an entire lifestyle change. And it kind of sounds like hormones are the last thing that kind of falls into place after you've gotten all the other stuff taken care of. That is so true. And, and typically too, as gynecologists, you know, like the, the early symptoms typically result in prescription for birth control pills or SSRI, you know, Prozac, Zoloft. Right. Those. Right. And then the next thing's uh, endometrial ablation or a hysterectomy. And Mm -hmm. then the next thing is I was I was say with tongue in cheek, you know, all right. Well, I've I've done everything I can as a gynecologist. So here's a great friend who's a psychiatrist. And I know this great divorce attorney. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, like, where else do you go at that point? Right. Right. Exactly. It's terrible. It's terrible. And when you turn this around, I'll tell you very honestly that I went from doing two to three surgeries a week to referring out, you know, to do two to three major surgeries per year. When we fix the physiology, when we balance the physiology, those symptoms, the uterus is a, is a victim of of inflammation and hormone imbalance. Mm -hmm. Totally. So the symptoms, ovarian cysts, uterine fibroids, you know, hyperplasia, 
you know, heavy bleeding, all of this is an imbalance. We can fix this. Yes. And, and I, I didn't say completely, I didn't say 100%, but over 90% of the time, mm-hmm. we can make a, a huge impact in the way we we treat our bodies. And whether we've had a hysterectomy, ovaries removed or not, we still have to address the underlying cause, that cause, the imbalance causing us to get the fibroids and the, you know, the reason for the surgery that we've had, whether it's breast surgery or, you know, hysterectomy or anything, we always have to say, well, what caused this? Because that's still happening. The breast uterus bystanders. Mm -hmm. So we've got to address this. And that's where I'm truly passionate. And I'll just bring up that, you know, nothing makes me more angry (laughs) as a physician when I would see a client come in who'd been treated by the best academic centers in Mm -hmm. the world, right? And they come in, they've had a history of breast cancer, they came in to see me. And I, I checked their vitamin D level, and it was 11. Oh, wow. Single digits. And I'm like, wow, you know, you've had a mastectomy, you've been on chemotherapy, no one's addressed vitamin D. I mean, this goes back decades now, Mm -hmm. but hopefully that's not the case, but it's still the case. Mm -hmm. So these things, we know vitamin D matters. The higher the vitamin D, the lower your risk of breast cancer. The higher your vitamin D, the lower risk of breast cancer recurrence. And and so that is, you know, one of the things that, you know, these are fine tunes we can, fine tuning we can make preventatively, mm-hmm. yes. let alone if we've had a diagnosis to, to go ahead and still address the root causes and empower the body to right. strengthen your immunity and your resilience. Exactly. And in a lot of cases, it's such simple things too, like just getting more vitamin D. That's a, it's a breeze. There's no side effects. There's no real pain that goes along with it. It's, it's easy, but it's being neglected in so much of the medical world. So true. So true. I think I'm going to have to spend some time outside in the sunshine today to boost up my <laughs> vitamin D level as well. Right. Um, Definitely. I would, I would love to uh, talk a little bit about, you know, you've mentioned we got a fixed liver. Um, I love that you, you said, you know, cutting out the organs, that's like pulling out the light bulb on the car that is the check engine light and never checking the engine, right? Well, that inflammation is going to go somewhere else. You're removing that bulb, but the, but the engine is still broken, Mm -hmm. right? Like let's, let's take a look at everything. Um, one thing I want to bring up is informed consent with doctors, because with, I remember reading, um, back in the day when I was reading about all the, the notes on cancer summits and stuff, that research was coming up that birth control, it will increase your odds of breast cancer by 40%. And I'm like, why are doctors not telling us this? And this was research done like five years ago now, because I read this four years ago. And I'm like, where's the informed consent? When we are putting 12-year-olds in birth control, 13-year-olds in birth control, 20-year-olds in birth control, right? Like, like I'm pretty sure if a mom heard those statistics from their physician, they'd be like, oh, hold the phone. Wait a second. Like, I, I want to explore other options. Why are doctors not empowering us about our bodies and our hormones? Why, why do we just think these hormones are just, we, we can just mess with them willy nilly and not have any repercussions of that. You know, this is a really great point and it is certainly an area of contention. Um, I think it's because we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on our medical education mm-hmm. and this is what we've been taught 
told, this is the research that's been presented to us in so many cases. These are the pharmaceutical companies fund our medical education. Mm. And so we're given the best, latest chemical, the best, latest surgical technique or device. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't address the, you know, it's not getting to the root cause. It's not root cause medicine. So thankfully with the strength and growing awareness of functional medicine, consumers are demanding it. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm out here, right? I'm out here doing this and reaching out to people to really empower themselves because physicians want this information. Believe me, if they, you know, are aware of it, they want it. But in the way the clinical model is right now, five minute doctor visits. I mean, I remember one time I had 50 patients on my schedule in a day, 50 patients in a day. I mean, that's when I was scheduled in a, in a clinic. Yeah, no, I mean, like what time do you have? And so, so this is, this also has to go into the, just a really big caveat. Don't expect your insurance company to pay for you to get well, Right. you know, really that's Mm -hmm. not, I don't know what the, the, the deal is, but it is, it's actually, they don't want to pay for anything. So Mm -hmm. there's a really um, like, and that's where patients are partly to blame too. Well, my, my insurance company won't pay for this. So I'm like, well, insurance company is not your best advocate, honestly. They're not in it for you to win. (laughs) There's not, if you, all the back end of, you know, collaborations from insurance companies with labs and pharmaceuticals, it's not. It's not your win, right? right. Yep. And that's really sad, especially when we see these young young girls on birth control. And I will tell you a clinical experience that just triggered me. Actually, a friend of mine, one of my daughter's friends, um, she started getting, she was 14, like having difficulty with her periods and started getting acne. And her mom says, oh, I just, you know, what should we do? I said, well, we need to get her off of all dairy, stop the sugar, no more sodas, mm-hmm. no more sweet tea. And let's get her on a probiotic. And so, you know, next thing you know, her mom has her on a birth control pill for her acne. And so like, okay, well, look, the understand the risks are, we know that girls starting birth control pills before age 16 have a significantly increased risk of breast cancer. Yeah. You know, so we have to, this is, you know, this is important where we have to weigh the the balances in this kid right. anyway. So things like that break my heart. I think, yeah. oh my God, the autoimmune issue she's going to have in the future, mm-hmm. the, the health challenges she's going to have in the future, the sweet, awesome kid, right? Mm-hmm. But looks were really, really important to this yeah. family. And yeah. so I'm like, my kid has acne and I can fix her skin with laser later. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's get to the bottom of it. So. Exactly. Yeah. I hear you. Um, I would, can, can we talk about, cause you're very into a lot of people that are trying to figure out their hormones, you know, there's so much conflicting information on how to get to the bottom of it. I think most people that are listening understand, you know, you got to cut out the sugar, you got to cut out the inflammatory foods. You're very pro keto. Can you teach us a little bit more about your philosophy and why you're pro keto? And, um, what is your keto approach? Because mm-hmm. I think you call it green keto. Is that correct? Or keto, keto green, green. Keto keto green. green yeah. So can you, can you explain to listeners why you love keto? What is keto green and how it helps with hormones? Uh, yes, yes, really it is. It should be a, like the standard go-to plan. Now, it, you know, big thing is I love, I love keto because you really do break up with sugar when you go keto yeah. and mm-hmm. we yep. need fats for healthy hormones. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Preach, <laughs> preach, please. Because yes. I keep telling people this. <laughs> we need fats for, he- you know, healthy hormones. And for those of us growing up in the, gosh, the 
you know, 70s, 80s, um, when the low fat movement yes. was so big. I was in college in the 80s, and it's like that destroys our hormones. I mean, yeah. that totally destroys our hormones. Yes. A high carb low fat. I mean, that was terrible. Mm -hmm. And that has been so we now really switching, right, the pendulum shifts to the other side. So there is a there's a balance that needs to be in play here. And so we'll talk about how I get that balance in a minute. But um, so the pendulum really has swung to that, you know, back, I mean, the 80s, the Atkins came out, right, really Mm -hmm. big on, you know, high fat, low carb, and he was ostracized by the medical community. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he was right. Yeah. And so there's a healthy way to do keto. There's, there's keto clean, and there's keto dirty. Mm -hmm. So keto green is keto clean. And what I found out is I hit my second menopause, let's say at 48, (laughs) I was really struggling, I, I, I dove down into another deep well. Well, and, um, you know, the brain fog, the weight gain without doing anything different, right? Mm-hmm. Gaining this weight. And people may be feeling that now with stress and, mm-hmm. and quarantine, like I'm getting, you know, I've gained 19, you know, COVID, COVID-19. What about COVID-29, yeah. right? What is it? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's a lot. And it's like, well, we're really not doing that much different, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. Stress is a, a significant contributor to weight gain and and everything else, inflammation, autoimmune disease, elevated blood sugars, and that goes on. So getting into ketosis really helps us control our insulin. Mm-hmm. And so that's the the secret of getting into ketosis is becoming insulin sensitive. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's really important as we go into this. And ketones as brain fuel, it's like jet fuel Amazing. versus glucose. It's like gasoline. Mm-hmm. So So what we want to get to the state where we're using ketones for fuel the majority of the time, like I'm getting ready for, you know, a talk this weekend, I'm going to get in high ketones. So I'm really clear, can answer questions really clear and all that stuff, because as we age and estrogen diminishes, the ability for our brains to use glucose as fuel or gluconeogenesis in the brain is estrogen dependent or hormone dependent. I really believe progesterone plays a big role in this too. So our brain becomes starred for fuel. And what we see is it's 35 to 55, this window Mm. of significant. And what do we see clinically? Anxiety, Mm. relationship issues, um, decrease in sexual desire, depression, insomnia, all these neurologic symptoms. And and people are experiencing this now too, just from the added stress, also depleting our neuroprotective hormone progesterone Mm -hmm. and our reproductive hormones, estrogen and testosterone. So this is this is showing up in, in younger and younger people, but in it's mm-hmm. being amplified in those of us already in this neuroendocrine vulnerable time period. That is fascinating. I and so so you think as early as like twenties we should be aiming for like ketosis or like twenty four seven ketosis or like five days on two days off. Like, what are your thoughts around that? I would say really, you know, depends on what health you're in right Mm. now, you know, and how your activity level and everything is. So in working with clients, and I'll give an example of one of one client I have 24 years old, um, was actually, you know, 184 pounds struggling at five, eight mm-hmm. and completely did switch to keto green plan, keto mm-hmm. green living. So at 24, she's now down to 134 pounds, wow. fit her skin cleared up from cystic bolus acne oh, wow. to having 
you know, pretty clear skin and very few outbreaks. And she knows like, oh man, I had that cheese sandwich. I'm like, oh, mm. now I've got, mm-hmm. you know, acne outbreak. Yeah. So really quick, she's figuring that out. So she has a tendency to go down the route of, of obesity and, and like the polycystic ovary syndrome. Yeah. Right. Exactly yes. that. Yes. But in this way of living with the intermittent fasting and the keto greens, just really conscientious about healthy fats, healthy uh, protein, high quality protein and good herbs and for antioxidants and to make make and greens to make a difference and to help her support her body her gut microbiome made a huge difference and, mm-hmm. and it runs the gamut I really believe it's it's important to play with this as you know especially to optimize your health as a young adult but definitely in the perimenopause menopausal time period it's mandatory so that we have clarity yes. and we reduce our risk for what we call type 3 diabetes yeah. Alzheimer's or dementia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly important now. Now I have this philosophy of, you know, 10% fasting, 80% keto green or keto alkaline plan, and then 10% feasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, need that metabolic flexibility. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like with exercise, you take a day of rest. Yes. So, like, and then you gradually, as you feast on things you love, you find out, okay, well, I love these things, but they don't love me. Mm-hmm. And so you can stop feasting on that and choose something else you want to feast on. Absolutely. So with your, I love this and I hope everyone is listening because how many women have brain fog, Right. It like massive brain fog. And I, I, I said frog, <laughs> brain, brain fog, brain frog. <laughs> brain frog. frogs in the brain. Frogs in the brain. Get and it's like, and this, yeah. you know, it's interesting because when people do the liver reset and that first week, there's no fruit, there's no sugar. It's, it's basically like keto, you know, um, people are like, I'm tired, but my brain is clear. Like my brain fog has gone away, you know, because when their metabolism is shifting from high glucose to, you know, to more like a keto-esque diet, you know? And so when people tell me in the beginning, they're tired, I'm like, you just got to kind of push through it. And then after like week three, they're like, I feel amazing. And I can't wait to do this again. Right. My brain is clear. My body has energy, all of this stuff. Um, but, but it really, it does tie in together. And I I'm curious about your keto green or green keto. Do you keto have green. keto green? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's, that's my, that's my brain fog right there. Um, I always blame it on my children. I'm like, no, it's probably cause I'm, I'm still eating too many carbs, but, um, but with the keto that you, you endorse, do you have them count their carbs from vegetables and leafy greens? Or are you like, you know what, just go to town with your leafy greens and your non root vegetables, because root vegetables are very starchy. And so what do you tell them? Do you have them count? Or do you just say, you know what, veggies are free for all? So, so this is a good, this is a really good um, distinction. So I'm really visual. So for counting macros, I give, um, I have a great app, keto calculator. So I'll give you that link. It's dranna.com forward slash keto calc. And your clients can take that and kind of see where your macros are Mm -hmm. with that, but also the visuals. I'm Mm. visual. So Mm -hmm. I want to look at the plate. So in keto green 16, my second book, um, I have a lot of images in there to show you, okay, this is what a keto green plate looks like. Mm -hmm. Now the key thing is testing, not guessing. Mm -hmm. So checking urine pH and ketones is the Mm -hmm. way I start clients. You know, you can definitely do blood ketones, but getting started, start with just checking urine pH and ketones. And then you can really see 
what's working, what's not working. I say go pretty strict initially. And, you know, always say first focus on getting a urine pH at 7, 7.5, 8 when you wake up in the morning. It'll fluctuate with stress and dehydration and exercise and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, getting that urine pH up is re- really important. Mm-hmm. And then getting into ketosis and then find out what, how much can I have before I get kicked out of ketosis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and why I emphasize testing so much, I lectured at a, a large keto conference KetoCon, one of the best in the in the country, and um, and I asked everyone. I said, you know, how many of you are doing keto? Like everyone raises their hand, of course, of course. right? I'm at KetoCon, and the, then I said, well, how many of you have tested your ketones? And less than ten percent of the room wow. raised their hand. No kidding. Yeah. So wow. Yes. Yeah. And it's so important to test, not guess. And for me, I like it. I like testing. I think mm-hmm. I, I, it was an eye-opening effect for me when I started checking my urine pH and checking my ketones and then getting that combination of getting an alkaline urine pH with ketones. It's like red and green on the urine test strips, mm-hmm. the keto pH urine test strips. And it's like Christmas. I mean, mm-hmm. that enlightenment, it feels great. You're yeah. like, oh my gosh, I did it. Yeah. But then I can, then you can play, okay, how do I stay here? And what yeah. kicks me out? Like how many glasses of wine, for instance? Okay, <laughs> you can have so many glasses of low carb <laughs> wine, but you know, when you're halfway through the bottle, you're not in ketosis yeah. anymore. I have no. tried. <laughs> as hard as you want to be, it's not going to happen. It. So I love that you're like, it's not a one size fits all. It's like, you just got to test and you got to get the data and you got to figure it out individually. Um, because there are clients where, you know, I have actually, they, they eat so clean and I, I've counseled them and I said, listen, you need to do some research of maybe like fasting, like two days a week to get into ketosis and then stay there, Yes, you know, because like their diet is cleaner than mine and they're still putting on weight and they're still exhausted. And I'm like, you know, that's classic insulin resistance. You just got to take it to the next level. Mm. Like, unfortunately you just have to get more and more and more strict. Some people, they just think about getting into ketosis and they're in ketosis, right? Like it's all about bio individuality and doing that in order to help heal our hormones. Now people that have more wacky sex hormones, they're probably going to have a harder time getting into ketosis is my guess. Yeah. And higher stress hormones. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause that raises glucose. So another thing just yes. in biohacking, and I write about this in my book, Keto Green 16. We'll put all of your links in the, in the thing you guys. Show so, notes, yeah. yeah. In the show notes so that they can all get access. Like they'll order your book and your calculator. So thank you for mentioning that. And I'll make sure that those are in the notes. Go ahead. Thank you. So the continuous glucose monitor, you can put that in your arm and it just monitors for 14 days. The Freestyle Libre is the one that I use and there's other brands out there, but it's fabulous. You guys got to do that because it is yes. so fun. I was just pointing to stress and I'm like, we got to do this. So so I'm one of those people where my stress levels have more effect on my blood sugar than my food. I can eat mm-hmm. perfectly. And if I'm stressed, my blood sugar's over a hundred. Mm-hmm. So Janique's been... Me too. And that's... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. So... Oh yeah, so Janique's been trying to get me to to get a, a continuous <laughs> monitor for a while now, and I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> it's not I don't insane. I don't want to do that, but um, but it, it does actually seem really cool. I'm very much into biohacking. And but now that Dr. Anna said it, you're gonna no, do it, right? Probably. <laughs> doctor's probably. orders, doctor's orders. You, you have to do it. But I tell you, for me too, and I tell you why, because sometimes it's the fragile adrenals. Yeah. I think it's really there's that fragile yeah. adrenals She's that's got to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. It's so true. And and I was lecturing on stage. I had the continuous glucose mantron and I I get very nervous when I go speak. And so fast, I fast before, you know, I just can't eat. Mm -hmm. And so I was fasting, got on stage, lectured, my blood sugar was up to 150. 
<laughs> Where did it come from? Yeah. Where is that sugar hiding, yeah. right? Those dang exactly. liver. <laughs> what? And that's how amazing our body is, that at times mm-hmm. of stress will produce cortisol to get us in this heightened state of yep. awareness, yep. right? And energy and protection, like cut down inflammation. I'm ready to fight or mm-hmm. flight, right? So your body's responding in this way. And it's like, but glucose, man, cortisol mm-hmm. goes up, glucose is up. That's fuel. Let's mm, get yes, running. Yes. I'm just going back and sitting down and talking to people. I'm not running off right. that 150 glucose. So <laughs> yeah, no, that was at 30 minutes. It was up 30 minutes fasting. Isn't that fascinating? That's amazing. That's I never would have believed it. <laughs> and this is why testing is so important. And in my opinion, this is just me speaking for myself. Almost doing keto is one of the worst things I think a person can do. Because you start increasing your fat intake, but you still have too much blood sugar in your system. And that results in this terrible combination where your blood sugar is high, your fat stores are filled, and then your body's like, well, I guess we're just sending all this to long-term storage, right? And then you start putting on weight, which brings all the other hormone issues, and it's just a a downhill swing. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do it, you might as well go the extra step, which is not a difficult step and start testing yourself. Just get those strips. They're not very expensive. They're really easy. You don't even have to start poking yourself, but you can make sure that you're doing it right. And that means that you will make sure you're getting good results from it. Exactly. So I want to, because I I know we we keep talking about stress and insulin and sugars and blood glucose and all of that. What it all comes down to, a lot of people don't even know what adrenals are. So I quickly want to like before, you know, because I know like to us, we're like, oh, let's just get technical. Adrenals, you guys, they're these organs that they're not organs. They're like, what are they? They're glands. They're they're glands. Glands. They're glands that pump out like our stress hormone and DHEA and other hormones too, like aldosterone and and whatnot. But the big ones is the cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which we've been talking about. And DHEA, which is the backbone and the precursor to sex hormones. That's why we keep going back to the adrenals, back to the stress, because when you're stressed, it's going to hijack that DHEA to make cortisol. And now you have less juice, less DHEA. DHEA juice to make sex hormones. And so what I want to ask you now, because we know that going into ketosis helps with, you know, blood glucose and cortisol and helps balance hormones. But can we talk about why our DHEA, why are our adrenals not producing DHEA? Like, because that is, that's the kicker right there. I see when, when we're counseling people and looking at their, their blood chem analyses, almost everyone's DHEA is in the toilet. And doctors mm. will look at that and they're like, you're fine. And I'm like, this, this is it. 45. It's over like 15. We're good. It's over 50. And I'm like, no, like we want it at like 250 at least, you know? And so like, what is happening? Is it the combination of the insulin resistance, the blood glucose, the stress, like liver function, like that, because I prefer to treat adrenals and figure out the DHEA before supplementing with DHEA before going to sex hormones, right? So what is happening? Is it everything in combination and we all just need to go into ketosis? What would you want to educate people on this topic? Yeah. So the adrenals is a big reactor to stress. And this is where pH is really important because, you know, when we're stressed, we're producing cortisol. Cortisol is the most acidifying hormone in our body. Mm, I didn't know that. Acidic 
stage, even if we're completely vegan, vegetarian. Mm-hmm. On contrast, oxytocin is the most alkalinizing mm. hormone in our body. Very that's cool. our, our peace. That's where we have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. Oh, we I like get that. into the state that no matter, yes, no matter what's going on in the world, we have this peace and then we're centered, you know, and, and I, I found it interesting because I went to many war-torn areas and, you know, looked at how the cultures were and the things that were really important were like laughter, Mm -hmm. family dinners, celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, engagements. I mean, big celebrations Mm -hmm. and all of that increases oxytocin and decreases cortisol. Mm -hmm. So in cultures, the antidote to stress and trauma is oxytocin. It's these lifestyle behaviors that increase connection, love, and that is the antidote to stress, to high cortisol. And so they can be happy despite being in a war-torn area, culture under the threats of this, you know, this continuously because they're celebrating life and in the moment. And that's really, really, for me, that was so eye-opening. And lo and behold, as I was in my own discovery process and I started keto, I was very acidic and I didn't feel good. So that's where the alkalinizing or the green component came in. Mm -hmm. I checked my urine pH and I was as acidic as the pH paper would read. Mm -hmm. Oh no! I think my pH paper read five and I'm sure I was even lower. And when your urine pH is acidic, we know that we are sacrificing bones, muscles, Mm -hmm. collagen, et cetera, to, to help our body balance and stay in Mm -hmm. homeostasis. And so, and we know the higher our urine pH is the lower risk for diabetes, cancer, um, inflammatory conditions, et cetera, is it's Mm. really an osteoporosis, right? So, uh, you know, bone health is really important when we're acidic, we're going to leach calcium from bone as a buffer. And that's where we get osteoporosis and osteopenia and 30 year olds, right? Mm -hmm. So, so with that, checking the urine pH really was eye-opening for me. So I added in these greens, but what I noticed is those mornings I would go for a walk in nature or do my gratitude journaling, I was more alkaline all day. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was like, wow, why is that? That's Mm -hmm. why it's not just about what we eat. It's about how we live, how we think, who we're eating with, right? All of the, when we eat, all of those things really weigh into empowering our physiology and empowering our adrenal glands. So calming down, creating that peace, despite all understanding, moving away from fear, which is interesting because in this, you know, pandemic time, there's a lot of fear and, and worry and concern and justifiably so, but we can, you know, disconnect from that. It's really important because fear is held in the adrenal glands, Mm -hmm. the kidneys and the adrenal glands, according to a few different, um, you know, traditional cultures and philosophies, the the energy of the kidneys holds fear, the liver holds anger or or hate, the pancreas mm-hmm. holds guilt. And so our energetic areas of the body can manifest disease in certain ways, our breast hold relationships. So I would ask when a client comes in with a problem like adrenals or breast, like what's the energy around that yes. despite the physiology? So what's the fear that we're holding on to and where can we let that go Amazing. and, you know, address the antidotes to that fear. So supporting our body with adaptogenic herbs. So that's why maca is one of my favorites and, 
and you know vitamin C and and, and other antioxidants and anti-inflammatories come into play to support our adrenal glands. Mm-hmm. But the lifestyle hacks, the mindset has to be has to be part of that. And beforehand, we were talking. I'm in a retreat center right now, an Ignatian retreat, just to have three days of silence before my really big event that I have coming up, and to get that peace despite everything else that's going on to really become centered and calm down my adrenals and to nourish, take that self-care time. That's Mm -hmm. critically important. I know for me, you know, that's such a good point because sometimes we can be so cerebral about our hormones. It's like, well, what is wrong with my nutrition? What's wrong with my liver? You know, what can I do about my adrenals? And really what it comes down to is like you said, gratitude, walking outside, you know, like connecting with the people you love. And and, and I know there's a lot of like stay at home moms that listen to this podcast. And when you have six kids running around, Mm -hmm. that can be really, really hard. Like there is nothing more shrill than being woken up by like screaming children fighting on top of you first thing in the morning. And I say that because that's what happened to me this morning. So now my cortisol is like through the roof and I'm raging and they're raging. It's like, what's happening, right? And that's how you start your day. And that's how you start the day. So, but it is really important to, to make time, you know, like when, when you prioritize something, you make time for it, right? Like if you have to put the TV on for the kids, do it and then go and meditate upstairs or something or, you know, take everyone for a walk in the park or whatever that is. I love that you have touched on that. And it is so important for anyone who has hormonal imbalances. You know, it's just, it's, it's everything because yeah, those adrenals, they are really finicky. They are very sensitive and they, and especially in our culture, like they're shot. And what do we do? We go buy a TV we go buy a new car and we don't like, we don't center ourselves and we're like, okay, what, what's the real problem here? Cause the car isn't going to make up for the, the fear or the anxiety or anything like that. So thank you for sharing that. And that shopping or too, just that shopping behavior or, mm. you know, like self-medicating that's like for an oxytocin dopamine hit. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's a self-medicating. So it's better to make love, have laughter, mm-hmm. you know, have friends over, you know, play with a pet. Those exactly. are oxy healthier, oxytocin, less expensive oxytocin hits (laughs) coming from the woman who just moved to Dallas, bought three horses and a horse trailer. (laughs) But you're buying the experience right there. Mm -hmm. You're going to be doing some horseback riding probably. Yes. And I love, by the way, amazing stuff here. I I love that you walk the walk. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're at a retreat right now, actually doing it. I, I, I know you run a massive business. You have a million things that you could be doing and a million excuses to be busy all the time, yet you understand the importance of taking this time for yourself mm-hmm. and kind of re-energizing yourself, yeah. and you're willing to do it. And if you, with all of the stuff you have going on, can find the time, find a way to make that happen, then certainly the rest of us can find 10 minutes at the beginning of our day to do our own self-connection or connection with somebody else and and recharge ourselves, right? Exactly. So true, so true. And I think that goes to when you talked about waking up in the morning, getting started with kids. You know, I've been a single mom for a decade. And so I was thinking the other day, my daughter, even though my youngest, she's 12, and she crawled into bed with me at the middle of the night. She had had a bad dream. And so it's like, you know, and, and that's one thing where too, where we can teach them, you know, okay, just focus on what you love, you know, or saying a prayer or doing a meditation yeah. to get out of that stress, that anxious 
physiology. We want that for our children. We have to do it for ourselves too. So I created a habit in the morning, even before I open my eyes and get out of bed, I say, well, where did I see love yesterday? Mm, You know, where did I see love? Where did I feel loved? Or where was I loving yesterday? And, and, you know, where could I, where, where did I laugh or where could I have laughed at myself more, you know, and that's kind of fun. Just think, Uh, oh man, I could have just laughed that off, you know? (laughs) And, um, and that's just, those three questions are really powerful for me, a powerful practice. So no matter how busy, just establishing that day, and this is goes back down to physiology, when we get up, because again, wearing that continuous glucose monitor was very illuminating. When we get up, you know, feet to the ground, grabbing that cup of coffee, I don't care if there's zero calories in it, mm-hmm. but that type of morning raises my blood sugar 20 to 30 points. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, I'll go from 70 to 80 to not, you know, 90 to 100, mm-hmm. 110, fasting just from, you know, morning and adding in some caffeine. That was one of the things that helped me break my coffee habit, recognizing that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it just doesn't serve me at that time of day. Now, after a meal... I can have some yeah, coffee. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. You know, <laughs> exactly. I can put that little espresso in at the at the end of a meal, mm-hmm. and I can and I can be okay. So I'll have my water in the morning instead. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I think those are just those little shifts really support our adrenal glands, which are being sacrificed at this time of stress, right. and add in this time period where again progesterone's already thirty five to fifty five for those of us women thirty five to fifty five, and progesterone levels are already going down. Mm-hmm. Cortisol, you know is is derived from progesterone so we're gonna run to make cortisol and so progesterone gets lower so we get the Mm -hmm. gynecologic symptoms going on and and as a result too dhea isn't made as much yeah and so as we incorporate these behaviors and nothing beats you know like i have done all type of adrenal protocols but nothing beats getting in this keto green state really addressing cortisol and empowering oxytocin getting Mm -hmm. that urinary ph alkaline adding in some adaptogenic herbs and you know extra vitamin c that combination is really powerful for supporting our adrenal glands. I used to be in the thirties with my DHEA. Oh. Now it's easily, you know, I try to range 100 to 200, mm-hmm. um, for women, my age yeah. and for men to around 300, 250 to 300. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, it was at one point, you know, in the low thirties. So, yeah. so you have books and you have products out and we were just talking about your maca before and like, and I didn't realize you had these incredible products that I actually want to bring into our, our, our little, set up in Provo Health. Can you educate everyone about your products, where they can get them? Can they get them online or do they have to get them through like a clinician or something like that? You can definitely get them online and we'll send some links for getting some of my products to you too. So for trials, we have a free trial for my Mighty Maca Plus, which is 30 superfoods combined into this powerful, this powerful, tasty, good drink. And um, my Jolva, which is my anti-aging cream for the vulva, which is like magic. It's just amazing. So we have a free trial for that. We'll give you a link for and just amazing stuff. So my website's dranna.com, really easy, D-R-A-N-N-A.com. And um, they're available on Amazon too. Awesome. And people that would benefit from that are people trying to heal their hormones. Who would benefit from the cream? Women that have like low estrogen, low testosterone, or would everyone benefit from that? 
So if you're feeling any vaginal dryness, decrease of pleasure with intercourse, urinary infections, incontinence, or, or leaky bladder, what we want to do is address that right away. So we address mm-hmm. that topically with the Jolva, mm-hmm. just, you know, applying it, I would say clitoris to anus, apply it on the most valuable real estate in your bo- mm-hmm. on your body mm-hmm. and address that daily. And then also pelvic floor exercises, always focusing on the pelvic floor. So that combination is really, really powerful. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's been life-changing can see the thousands of testimonials on my website for Jelva. I love that, it. That is so great. And there are no hormones in that whatsoever. Is that correct? There's DHEA, which oh, is DHEA, a pro hormone. Yes. So DHEA. Yep. DHEA. And you can get that and over the counter anyways, stem but it's, cells. but it's, and, mm-hmm. and what stem no cells? No prescription needed. Plant stem cells from the Alpine rose. Plant so this Alpine rose is this beautiful rose that blossoms in the Swiss Alps amid, mm-hmm. amidst harsh conditions of the rocky terrain and the icy cold weather. And it blossoms. And for me, that is just a visual representation of femininity, especially it. as we get older, right? We can blossom despite yes. the harsh conditions around us. And those yes. stem cells are really like magic too. That's amazing. So it has the DHEA in there, you guys. So again, you can get it over the counter. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm looking at the ingredients right now and it's our, amazing. Our regular listeners know how picky we are about yes. products. We don't recommend very many because there's usually something in there that we're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't support that. We love these products. The, uh, the Rejolva, the Mighty Maca, they're both incredible. We can 1000% endorse these products mm-hmm. based on what's in them. And yes. that is, that is fantastic. Yep. I'm, I'm really excited to get my hands on it because we were talking right before the podcast. I'm like, what? You have these things? Like, I got to try this because there are, I already have like 10 clients off the top of my head where I'm like, oh, they could benefit from this and they could benefit from this. And so you guys go to dranna.com, Anna, uh, Quebeca. Well, dranna.com will redirect you there. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And you can get your hands on this too, because, uh, it's really good stuff, you guys. And she's the real deal. Um, one last question I have. What are your thoughts on like hormone creams and hormone pellets? And like you've, you hinted before, like that's not where we should go first, but is there, is there a time and a place to use artificial hormone creams and all that jazz? Well, bioidentical hormone creams, yes. Okay. There is a time and a place. And what you mentioned earlier uh, when you we were talking, Tristan, you said that your client's coming in and they're on these creams and mm-hmm. they haven't been addressed their nutritional status or anything else. And that is so true. And oftentimes, these if our gut's unhealthy, we won't absorb those hormones really well. Exactly. Like I was found when using topicals, I learned this early on, that my non-responders had tremendous gut issues. So yeah. I'm like, oh, heal the gut, of course. You know, we have to really focus on that. And that's where fasting, detoxing, mm-hmm. you know, probiotics, all this support comes into play to really balance. So I, I was out of state. If you're not going to detox, I'm not going to prescribe you hormones yeah. because that's not the answer. That's not the 90% of what needs to be done here. Exactly. That's the 10%. And mm-hmm. we don't start there. So so that was, that's, you know, part of my agreement with my, my clients and my patients. And that's where I start in working with, with clients now virtually is we have to start with that. And so then, yeah, then we fine tune. I'm big on bioidentical progesterone and pregnenolone. I created a, a, a pure balance PPR cream that is, is that with some essential oils as well, Very but cool. just that you know, start at the top and then DHEA mm-hmm. and then adding in testosterone and estrogen. So in that order is really, really benefit has I found over the 
that now over 20 years of, of practice and working with clients, um, it, you know, that that's the, that's the right model. And then different mm-hmm. ways, trochies, pellets, only testosterone pellets, but for a short term, like for that, you know, perimenopausal symptomatic mom with kids at all ages and juggling, wearing many hats, Mm -hmm. sometimes pellets are the only thing you can remember doing once every three or six months, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just that. Mm -hmm. But then the bioidentical progesterone cream at night, and I, you know, the one I create is more like a cosmetic cream too. Mm -hmm. Cool. You know, why not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Kill two birds with one stone, so to speak, and it makes you really want to use it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, so that's why, that's why I created that, but, you know, just in that to help at, at night to really balance. And it's the, in that way, now I'm not big on high dose physiology affects our behavior. It affects our mindset. And mm-hmm. I lecture, I've lectured around the world, teaching physicians, bioidentical hormone management and sexual health. And one thing that I've really gotten on to my testosterone prescribing colleagues that are really big on these high, high doses is that testosterone affects our physiology. Mm-hmm. And so it creates, it can create irritability, anger mm-hmm. affairs, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want any of that. It creates a mindset, physiology affecting our behavior that isn't innate to us necessarily. And I had a patient, I treated his wife first, and then she brought him along to see me and um, gave him testosterone injections. I don't like men to have testosterone creams or gel because they transfer Mm -hmm. onto their wife or their kids. And so again, first address the issues. Why is testosterone low to begin with? Mm -hmm. Let's address those issues. And then let's supplement where we need to, to optimize physiology. And so, and I counseled him and, you know, said, if you're feeling different, thinking different, whatever, let me know. He called me back in about six weeks. uh, Yeah. About two months later. And he said, Dr. Anna, you know, I think my testosterone's too high. I said, well, what's going on? He goes, I'm thinking thoughts about another woman that I have no business thinking, nor do I want to be. And, mm. and I said, well, let's definitely stop your testosterone. Let's check your hormones. Cause that is a consequence. It's a side effect. Guys don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Women don't realize it, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. And so we, I checked his labs and his testosterone level was 1600. The sweet spot is 600 to 900. Oh, and wow. it really yeah. depends. So, so it was really, really high. And he'd actually been misreading the needle, the <gasps> oh, no. um, syringe, oh, no. and was injecting more than what we had started with, Yikes. which is fine. We just quickly, but he knew it's like, hey, this isn't me. Yeah. What's going on? And, and others, like, hi, I asked some clients with anti aging clinics, like, what's your divorce rate? You know, one of the leading anti-aging physicians said it's really, really high. Wow. And I said, you know, have you thought about this? I guess you're probably yeah. right. Oh, my gosh. And if you, yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about getting Jolda out because there are solutions for men, but there weren't any natural, reasonable solutions for women. Mm-hmm. And physicians just, right, as of yet, aren't comfortable prescribing or compounding yeah. testosterone and estrogen yeah. and progesterone and DHEA for women. Mm-hmm. So this is an option to go and then also working with a physician that is comfortable doing that in physiologic, healthy, balancing doses. There's that sweet spot, too mm-hmm. much, not good, too little, not good. Mm-hmm. So we want to get that sweet spot. And then there's times where I completely take a, you know, hormone holiday, like you take time off, vitamin holiday, you take a fasting of all these things yeah. and to clear out your body, clear out your system to, you know, to reset, so to speak. And that's really important um, piece of it. So I want, I want everyone to just listening 
if you ever see anything to protect compounding pharmacy and can protect bioidentical hormones, mm -hmm. do it because there's a lot of pushback from yeah. pharmaceuticals. Yes. But the truth is the natural bioidentical hormones are better than any, any prescription. Absolutely. And again, you just have to use it in the right amount. So can you clarify because bioidentical hormone therapy is a buzzword for a lot of people. And they're like, well, I'm doing that. And then they're slapping on non bioidentical. What's the difference between what their doctor is giving them and what you're talking about and how can they, well, how can they tell the difference? Yeah, there are bioidentical hormones like estradiol is one of the bioidentical hormones. It's now available in patches and, mm -hmm. and has some creams and sprays that are estradiol. Mm -hmm. So uh, there are in vaginal Vaginal estradiol is another one. So that's E2. That's one of the estrogens we use. Mostly we use in compounding, we'll use the E2 and, and you know, estriol, which is E3 mm -hmm. combination or just straight E2. Um, so those are, that's typically, that's bioidentical. Progesterone is progesterone, not progestins. And often it's synthetic progestins that people are being given. Mm -hmm. So from like Premin Provera, Premarin is pregnant mare's urine. Mm -hmm. That is over 30 you know, estrogens in that, oh, wow. in that pill. And that's yeah. conjugated equine estrogen is what it is. Yeah. And Provera is a synthetic progestin that we do know that can increase risk of breast cancer mm -hmm. and adverse cardiovascular effects. And so we see this, the synthetic progestins that aren't healthy. We have options to use bioidentical and to use progesterone. So the art of medicine is getting it in the right amounts at the right times and mm -hmm. then empowering the individual. And when I worked with my patients, especially in the perimenopause, because sometimes your cycles are all over the place, but it's learning when you need more, when you need less, mm -hmm. you know, when to start, when to stop and, and addressing your own unique rhythm versus the 28 day birth control pill cycle. Yeah. I mean, you know, very mm -hmm. few people have 28 days, right? Yeah, right? So there's a range of normal and that's the same thing. So getting in touch and in tune so that you can discern what, what's right for you and what's not. Okay. Dr. Ann, is, is there a relatively straightforward way for a woman to find a doctor who is well-versed in bioidentical hormones? Yeah, I think that my favorite is when you have a bioidentical hormone training and functional medicine. So if you look at ifm.org mm -hmm. and search their physician database, the, the thing is, that's one way. But, you know, those of us who haven't re-upped our dues or whatever, yeah. we're not on that list anymore. Sure. So the other way is to call your local compounding pharmacy, uh, you know, okay. a compounding pharmacy with a good reputation in your neighborhood and say, which doctor is is the most successful with with his patients? The compounding mm. pharmacist will know. That's oh, yeah. Our clients yeah. that are doing best go to doctor such and such. Mm -hmm. And that's moving into Dallas. I was like, and let me call the compounding pharmacy and find out mm. who who here is is skilled at bioidenticals. I'd mm -hmm. love to know. You know, and that's really important. They may be an OBGYN. They may be family medicine. They may be, you know, a nurse practitioner. They, you know, it may be. So just finding out who is really you know, and your compounding pharmacy will tell you. That's awesome. awesome. That's a are, great tip. Are you taking on clients or are you just doing the business part, the education part, the resources part and the products? Because I get so, a lot of people that will ask me after podcasts are released, like, Hey, how do I get in contact with so-and-so? So what is, are you taking on clients? 
So the best way to work with me is through my group program. So I have my magic, magic menopause program coming up and that is my live program where I'm on weekly lives with a group because I feel there's so much healing and power in the groups. We do a lot that again, that 90% of it and that 10% tweaking. I don't do that anymore right Mm -hmm. now. Not while I'm on the road and with my young rodeoer, um, in Texas, but, um, eventually I will open up. So for people to stay on my list, I will open up for some, uh, retreats Mm -hmm. also to do like a three day retreat with me. But in general, I think that's again, working with someone local so that you can fine tune, fine tune your hormones. And yeah, I, I want to touch base on your, your membership thing, because, uh, with, with our membership too, I tell people, cause I'm coming out of, of our clinic and I'm not going to see clients anymore, but that group setting, you guys learning from other people's questions and their health histories and their health issues, you will learn so much more about your body. I actually do live zoom calls with my members every week where they can come and ask questions. And we do like a quick little lecture on a certain topic. And so with Dr. Anna's like if you need help with hormones, do not undervalue her membership because you will get so much value from learning in a group setting. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll not only learn about your body, but you'll learn about other people's body. And you won't even realize that the questions they're asking are questions you should be asking too. So, mm-hmm. um, or you needed to hear the answer to exactly, Absolutely. exactly. I agree. There's so much healing in those groups and we get through a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, oftentimes it's like, okay, you listen to an answer and then a few months down the road, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know? Yes. Dr. Anna discussed this. I hear that all the time too. Exactly. And, uh, now, I now, think it's so powerful. Even if you're not heading into menopause and that's not a thing for you, there's also a, a sexual CPR program as well. Is oh, that correct? Yes. And oh, I imagine yes. that could be appealing to a lot mm-hmm. of people. And it is 100% money back guarantee. And I'm telling you, it is a stellar <laughs> wow. program. We've had zero, you know, zero refunds on this program. There you go. It is a very holistic guide to really embracing our own sexual energy. And it's great for couples to take together, women to take by themselves, whether you're in a relationship or you're not. Mm-hmm. It is, it is honestly, it is my Hallmark program. It's really a beautiful program. I love that. And, and I'm just reading right here. It says if you are between ages 35 and 65 years old and want to experience greater sexual pleasure and deeper intimacy with your partner. So if you're like, no, that probably doesn't suit me. And that you're like, oh, I'm within that age range. And yes, I want that too. Then do this program. It's so affordable as well. I mean, you, you buy four products and you've like, it's paid you've paid for this program. program. So exactly. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Anna, thank you so much. We are going to put all the links that we spoke about today in the notes. So you guys check out the notes, uh, check out her programs, uh, check out her products. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting some of those products in our storefront and uh, talking about them on Instagram with you all because they are fan freaking tastic. I can't wait to even try them. Yeah, no, this was, this was awesome. (laughs) There were some really great little pearls in this Mm -hmm. one. So hopefully everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. Exactly. Uh, is there are there any parting words of wisdom that you would like to leave with uh, listeners? Uh, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. I've had a blast. I appreciate it. We've covered a gamut of topics. Yeah. And I think it's just for everyone just thinking, okay, from, from our conversation here, maybe something's come up. Was, what's my one next right step? What's the one thing that I can commit to to take away from this mm-hmm. and just implement in my life to not feel overwhelmed? What's the one thing I can do? And that's a catalyst for everything else. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Great. 
Well, thank you. Thank you again for your time um, and your valuable resources. Um, I can't wait to get us both wearing like glucose monitors <laughs> and like doing pe- more Send peace trips. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. A, a trick with the glucose monitors, get the, the glucose monitor, but you don't have to div- buy the monitor. If you have a smartphone with an NFC reader, mm-hmm. you know, you can just, you just hold it up to the monitor oh. and it reads your blood glucose. So don't spend the extra $80. So, Oh for, a, for a whole month, two monitors, each one's two weeks. I mean, it shouldn't cost you more than, you know, I think like 40 or, you know, $40 each or $80 per wow. month. Something Nothing. Like that. So worth it. Do you, have so to, worth it. do you have to go through a physician to get those? Sadly, sadly, okay. currently you have to, you know, get a prescription for them right now. But if you can you know, make an appointment or call in to get, I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, just say, hey, I really would love to troubleshoot, biohack this and mm-hmm. get a glucose monitor in. You don't need a diagnosis code to pick it up and Perfect. you can do cash pay or whatever, cool. but some, many insurances cover it. I just don't want insurances to classify anyone as diabetic or yeah, pre-diabetic. Right. Yep. And then they, you know, say, well, what did you need a glucose monitor for? Like, oh. right. yeah, so just do it. Pre- if you can just get the prescription from your physician, PRN refills and and, um, and I get it. it. It just, it makes everything better. It's better for the, you know, it, it's really good. It's fun. Good stuff awesome. and harmless really doesn't hurt. It's awesome. easy. Forget about it. Yeah. I can't wait to order your books and like get cracking into your details. So thank you again. I look forward to reading all of your resources and your information because there are just so many gems that you, that you've shared with the world. So thank you again for your time. Thanks, Dr. Anna. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will catch you next time. Exactly. And again, if you need to contact her or find her resources, it's dranna.com, yep. correct? Awesome. All right. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.